0: City Dogs Podcast. Woo. Episode 5. Season 2. Is it 5? I think so, yeah. Already, it was just yeah. 4, literally. Yeah, my name My name's Jason and uh I was born for radio, <laughs> apparently. So, yeah. How about that? This is the life we chose. Better much. I'm not bitter. And nobody introduced you yet. First of all. So mute this guy. This now we're gonna have to go right. through, we're gonna have to go uh, through and now edit. Have, now we have to start over. Gosh. Salty Dogs Podcast. Start it over, two. ready, episode. rewind it. Hey. Hey, Salty Dogs coming to you.
1: We just lost like 20 listeners. Live
0: from We don't even have 20 listeners. <laughs> That's Jordan, by the way.
2: Wow. Yeah. Wow, it's These just guys- really this episode has gone don't off the you rails. Know? <laughs>
0: I the mean. order of things?
2: Gosh. Nobody trained me. Yeah. You come to our house. We're
0: a podcast of order, not a podcast of chaos. That's scripture.
2: I've First listened to all. every one of them. Thanks. Yeah, chaotic. thanks. Don't lie to me.
0: Yeah, we, we said that you're a, you're a fan man, <laughs> a humbleman fan man. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. so Nick Eady's back. Welcome back, I, Nick Eady. I never left,
2: but man, he here. didn't leave. Haven't seen you. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I know. It's been a long time. <laughs> yeah, At We've, least two and a half minutes.
0: So we have one of my favorite people at the table. His name's Casey. Ah, yeah. Jordan thought I was introducing him. Jordan, you really are one of my favorite people. <laughs> that, was, yeah. that was good. I was, was going to reciprocate, but he looked right, right at
2: you, too.
1: Yeah. That's uh, awesome. That was a juke. Yeah. It was like wow. when like, somebody passes. So that that was, yeah, 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 yeah. That was hard.
0: Was it? No, oh, gosh.
1: Yeah, it was like Not I looked that. that way, but I passed that way.
0: Uh-huh. Is that, That's yeah. right. I'm Slide of, of hand. Pump fake. Yeah. yeah. That's right. It was a, exactly, <laughs>
3: ladies and gentlemen. Jordan Golden, what's up, guys Whoop, man. whoop,
1: whoop. yeah
3: The
0: times raise the roof. Times, oh man! With this time, guy. Times are changing, bro. When did I, the Jordan, Times
1: they are changing. How?
0: how long? Jordan, when was yes. the first time I met you?
1: Oh, dude, dude! I baptized you. <laughs> oh, you remember man. that? Dang, dude! That was, that was a long, time, was a ago, long time ago, man. That was a long time ago. Wow. Did he yeah. baptize you? He
3: died.
0: Yes. I well, have the pictures he, to prove it. He, What spiritual significance he, do I have in your life? He has <laughs> absolutely <had>. zero. <laughs> None. Yeah. Well, you know, we baptized so many people. I forgot all their names and their faces. <laughs> oh, but oh, they're written in the <laughs> <Alabama's> Lamb's <laughs> Book of Life, though. So that's yes. right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Gosh, it's been it's been seven,
1: eight. Well, let's see.
0: Well, you know Probably when nine I, years. Man. You know when yeah. I met wow. Casey, we were playing Call of Duty in your basement in Derby. Amen. Amen. Sticks Call and stones, duty. man. Yeah, Dude, I tell you, man. That's right. F- Full time ministry. Yeah, it'll get you. It really, <laughs> it'll, get you. it'll get you. It really lends itself. And on the seventh <laughs> day, he rested. Yeah, that's right. It <laughs> from coffee, yes. Yeah. A healthy Shabbat has a nice dose of coffee. <laughs> nah, bro, I can't. It's my Shabbat. <laughs> Did you See that hatchet kill? <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow, Nick. Wow. Nick doesn't play games. He's not a kid.
2: <laughs> I play games, nope. just not Call of Duty. He does not I, Call of Duty. I'm yeah. terrible at it.
0: Oh man, you're a you're a Candy Crush kind of guy, aren't you? No. No? Assassin's oh,
2: Assassin's Creed. Assassin's yeah. yeah. Creed, really? Mm-hmm. Oh he wow, does. love it. Man, Spirit I'm more. Game. I'm more of the Fallout kind. I love. I Fallout. haven't played that, but my, my son says it's phenomenal. <laughs> we'll start calling him Ezio Edie. Yeah, Ezio. Yeah,
0: <laughs> well, I don't know about you guys, but I'm not of the world, so I don't do any of that. stuff. Oh, that's wow! Right, so don't we'll do just, not taste, yes. do not touch, do not handle that's that's right. that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. What's lala, that you got in your cup? Co- cup over there? Huh? What's that in your cup over there? Coffee. Mm. Coffee. Mm. What about it? It's of the world. I'm just saying. <laughs> banter, banter, banter. <laughs> here we go. Jordan, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. <laughs> right. So, so just so you guys know, there's a lot of history at the table. Obviously, you can tell there's also a lot of chemistry. Um, I'm yeah. So, <laughs> chemistry between men of Christ in that way, mostly uh,
3: explosive chemistry.
0: Yeah. So, Jordan, <laughs> I already knew Jordan when I moved here from Houston. Jordan's originally from Pearland, hailing from Pearland, Texas. That's right. That's right.
2: Dang, go Wait, Oilers! Yeah, that's Weighing right. Buck five. <laughs>
0: Yeah. With blue eyes. I've
2: gained and... a little
1: weight.
0: <laughs> Dad bod. Sweet. With sweet. blue eyes a sweet, and a vest. charming I've smile. I've got to say, though, that is, a, that is a dope vest. Thank you, sir. Yeah. yeah. So tell us who you are and what you do, man.
1: Oh, my name is Jordan Golden, obviously. Yes. Yes. Sweet introduction. Thank the you so much, The Golden Boy, Jason. Jordan Golden. Mm. Yes, sir. Uh, I've been in ministry for about 10 years now. I started out as a worship leader, and uh, I was ordained as a pastor, and now I'm an associate pastor at Cedar Point Church, right here in Wichita, a lot Kansas, of titles, bro. I know, yeah. right? How do you and, live uh, up to all
0: that expectation?
1: You know, uh, well, it's mostly placed on myself. So every now and then, <laughs> yeah. I, get, I give myself a day off. Every now and then, you know, so it works mm. out. And it's so fine. the seventh day you rest. Yeah. Indeed, yes, the yeah, cor- uh, and, uh, yeah. Uh, so. bam,
0: the, the correct answer was um, I lean on the strength of the Lord. Oh, my
1: bad. Yeah, <laughs> wow. the Holy Spirit sustains me. Yes, <laughs> that's, <there you> go. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's a little correct. more you. holy. The joy of the Lord is yeah. our strength. That's right. Yes. <clears throat> anyway, this is scripture. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah. Cedar Point. Yes, Cedar it's Point, yes, I am, yeah. I, I just uh, I just joined Cedar Point about uh, six weeks ago, and it's been awesome. I'm the associate pastor there and uh, doing a lot of administrative stuff and working with the worship team and having a blast. I'm um, also uh, working on uh, IntrepidDisciple.com, which is a blog and pretty soon a podcast. I'm inspired by you guys here. So,
0: yeah. <clears throat> We're just warming up the vocals for That's, Jordan, that's so, right, man. Yeah. 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 So when that <laughs> launches... You can thank Salty Dog's podcast for kind of stoking you just, that fire a little yeah, absolutely. bit. Absolutely. Intrepid launches.
1: Star ah, Trek. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's wow. good. That's good. That's good stuff. Mm. Yes. So would you say Salty that.
2: Dog's discovered Jordan Golden?
0: I, I think, I'm I cool think with so.
1: That. <laughs> I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. I mean, I did you call know, Jason. Just, and I was like, hey, man. We're just man, you know, you know, really pointers, blazing you know, We're really trying to get yeah. back
0: to the community, you yeah. know, raise up young leaders and young podcasters. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: that's right. Making the voice heard, so. That's right. Now Jordan, uh, Jordan's been, yeah, 10 years of ministry. Yep. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago, we actually honored Jordan, actually Living Water Church in Derby, Kansas, honored that's Jordan right. for 10 years of ministry in the Dang. city of Derby. And I was there. Have you guys gone on some date nights with, with we, some gifts? We have. That's yeah, right. That's yeah, good. we that's did. That's a big deal. We so did. you're married and awesome. you have kids. Talk about them.
1: Yes. Uh, I've been married for, uh, almost eight years. You know, my wife wow. and I met each other, uh, Right around the time that I got into ministry, God bless her, mm-hmm. uh, that she she jumped into that with me. Um, and uh, yeah, we have two kids, uh, Zeke and Jotham, and uh, they are two and four. Play, please, please pray for me. Uh, yes. 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 <laughs> and pray for my wife. Honestly, pray oh, for, yeah. pray yep, more yep. for yep. my wife than many, for me. Many, many, uh, many prayers. Many prayers. Young keep, keep it coming, <laughs> listeners. Come on. She's married to yes. Jordan. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're not as awesome. She's an incredible mother. But yeah, we're. You know, we're uh, pushing forward and we are pursuing an adoption, an international adoption from Ecuador, a mm. uh, a 7-year-old yeah. girl named Mayate. So, we're yeah. pursuing that. Prayers nice. for that as well because man, it oh. is a crazy process yeah. trying to get that done.
0: What what else are you doing that's making me feel bad about my walk?
1: Um, I don't know, man. Uh, I actually I'll tell <laughs> really, you I'm I'll doing, tell you. No, right right tell on, you. I'm doing keto I, right now. I'm uh, really right, just really yeah, just trying yeah. to fast to, yeah, yeah, you know. I'm on day 49 do, of my wanna, fast <laughs> I do want to plug this actually, there, Jason. because okay, yeah, you gave me a good it. opportunity good, because good, good, I good. just uh, I just started volunteering with uh, Casa of Sedgwick County. I don't know if you guys know what this is, but it stands for cor- it means house. <laughs> it- <laughs> yes, oh, yes, it does. Good best. job, buddy. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> it's not house of Sedgwick County. No, it's not that. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, Casa
0: Martinez. <laughs>
1: Oh man! Oh goodness! Okay. <laughs> Good burritos. Anyway, seriously,
0: tell us what you're doing. So, so <laughs> this oh my is gosh, so bad.
1: So, casa C A S A. All right, it stands for Court Appointed Special Advocates, and it's actually uh, for uh, for foster children, for children in the foster care system. And uh, there are, uh, I want to say, twelve hundred, fourteen hundred foster care kids here in Sedgwick County, Kansas. And uh, there's only about seventy something court appointed special advocates, and so there's a big need for volunteers. So I just volunteered uh, to be one of those, and I've been uh, helping out with the organization. I'm about to go through some training uh, with crowd, that, uh, really intense <laughs> yeah, training tough to crowd. advocate <laughs> for the for the kids. It's intense. It's for the kids. It's intense. No, I joke,
0: but honestly, Jordan does have a huge heart. He, yeah. he and his wife have huge hearts. And Absolutely, they, they love the Lord and they love people, and it's evident in their ministry. And, uh, yeah, so it's, it's great to have you brother. Well, people should
1: go, uh, people should go check that out though. Online, go Google Casa of Cedric County. If you live in this area or even locally where you are, uh, go Google that because they need more volunteers. So, Mm. you know, it's a great cost, but yeah, just want to plug that in Good stuff, man.
0: Yeah. Gosh,
3: man, I haven't seen you in so long, dude.
1: It's been too long, brother. I mean, literally the other day I saw you.
3: Uh, <laughs> in my, yes, in my backyard. That was, was really backyard. random. That was really and then random. you turned and ran the other way. Yeah. No, my, so, sister, my sister literally, literally yeah. their backyards meet. And yes. so he was outside. So so I was random. like,
1: yeah, Jordan, you're going to be
0: on the podcast. <laughs> She's like, oh, my God, I hate this guy. You know, <laughs> oh, I yeah. smiled. Uh, you did. <laughs> smiled. So, so we we brought Jordan in, and um, we invited Nick to stay so he wouldn't feel bad about himself. Yeah. Um, and oh, so, I don't like need Nick. no
2: pity invite, man.
0: Okay, okay, okay.
2: <laughs> Nick is awesome. Well,
0: there goes Nick. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're uh, we're gonna we're gonna tackle a topic um, that I think is it, it needs to be tackled. And before we're not
3: talking about two hand touch, dude.
0: Yeah, we're talking about. Full on. What I mean, yeah. full contact. Full contact. <laughs> tackle the topic as unto the Lord. <laughs> as, yes, indeed. Um, lay and, hands on the name and, and believe it or not. There you go. Believe it or not, we actually pray before we podcast. <laughs> um, and <laughs> it, yeah, it's about ten minutes in when the Lord meets us. So we're about to hit really that just got to
3: get everything out of the way. Yeah, you know? we just got to get. It I all feel the way. something. It's happening. Yeah,
0: it's happening. It's oh, um, probably that loose wire. And, and then something like a dove. <laughs> give me a little jolt. Landed on the table, and here we go. So we're like a crow talking about the topic of, uh, the purpose of the church. And when I prayed, I prayed that we wouldn't, that, uh, we would choose our words wisely. And he's looking at me. Um, you, okay, <laughs> Nick, choose your words wisely. Um, and really try and communicate the father's heart and, and Jesus's intention in building his church And what we are supposed to be doing as the body of Christ, as disciples of Jesus, what we should be doing on earth um, in response to the gospel um, and the kingdom and being filled with the spirit, given power to testify, um, you know, to finish the works of Christ or continue the works of Christ, like all of these things. Um, And so really just want to communicate that intention, Um, not so much. Like We can spend a lot of time pointing out things that are wrong, um, and we may look at some things that may be off. But something I want to say up front is that I think there's a difference between completely missing the mark and not yet experiencing the fullness Mm -hmm. of the intention of the church on the earth. And so I would argue to say that we've seen bits and pieces, but we have yet to see, see the, full the fullness. And so this is what we want to talk about yeah. um, today. And so, yeah, we've got Jordan here to, to help us do that. And, uh, and Nick. And Nick. Well, did, Nick's already here. I know. He's, <laughs> he didn't go anywhere. <laughs> I'm about to. So, <laughs> so you know, I'm, so I'm going to... Um, I'm actually going to hand it off to Jordan. He brought a notebook, um, and he has points. What? And so
1: I just jotted down some things,
0: shit, man. but nobody, nobody else here. Jotted. That, You're is, the only a, that is a hard outline. If the, I've ever seen one, you, you were the sole lie. jotter of this episode. So sole jotter, take us away, man. Like when I, when I first said, Hey, we're going to talk about the purpose of the church. What kind of went through your mind and, and what do you think we need to discuss today concerning that?
1: Man, uh, what, a, what an incredible topic, um, and thank you again for letting me uh, be here today. Um, when you first told me about the purpose of the church uh, as a topic, the first thing that came to mind immediately was the uh, Great Commission, and uh, the reason that came to mind, I think, is because it comes to many uh, Christians' minds when you think about purpose. What is the purpose of a Christ follower? And so I started thinking about that, and then I thought, okay, wait a minute, you know, um, I almost feel like that's a bit of a cop out answer. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, hey, Jesus said go make disciples. That's Commission. it. Boom. We're done. Yeah, I know. <laughs> episode over. Episode closed. over, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, wait a minute. So I started really thinking about that um and uh and praying about it like, you know, God, you know, bring me you know, bring me, uh, you guys know when you get that kind of that feeling like, oh man, there's something here. I need to oh, go you deeper. To be spirit I need to, led you know, your, I know I want yeah, to be led, you know, nice. and you start going, wait a minute, wait a minute. God is impressing upon me to dig deeper. You know, and I think we should all be doing that when we have these questions—not just these shallow answers that are on the surface. You know, Um, but yeah. So I started digging into that, and I uh, started—I did some research. Oh snap! That's right. I did some research. I started jotting some notes down. Aka Google. And uh, (laughs) right, yeah. (laughs) Um, But I started researching and looking because I wanted to look back and go, "No, wait a minute. How many times does the Bible actually mention church? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I just thought about that for a second because you know, I know it's in there. I know the word, the English word church is in there, you know, in our translations, but I started looking at that and I ended up, uh, uh, finding out that, uh, it was translated from, uh, the Greek word Ecclesia. Some people pronounce it Ecclesia, you know, different pronunciations. This is by a blog. Cause I don't have to actually <laughs> say pronunciations the words, yeah. You know, you say the words. Yeah. It's going to be trouble for me. Uh, but, um, it's Greek and uh, it was from that Greek word, that church was translated, you know, from Greek to English. Okay, so we see that Greek word, uh, ecclesia, ecclesia, uh, one hundred thirty-six times in the Septuagint. Okay, and then we see it one hundred fourteen times in the New Testament. Really? Yeah, one hundred fourteen times in the New Testament. So it's very interesting. I, very I was, interesting. Very interesting, right? And so I started kind of looking at that a little bit more and going, okay, um, let me dive deeper into the Greek meaning behind this word. Because how do they get church from that? I want to know what, what it is, really. And so I did a little bit further research, and as I kind of you know dove into that a little bit more, I realized that the word means gathering, okay It means gathering, meeting, you know, something like that. And even further, it comes from Athens, All right, where they used to gather uh, the people who were called out to make decisions for the city. Okay. A kind of
0: a governmental entity, right? Exactly.
1: Exactly. It's so huge, they would get together. You're huge, right. Huge. You're right. They would <laughs> they would get together and they would make decisions for the good of the city, okay? And so it's interesting that that particular word was chosen and uh, originally when you really want to think back to the Greek you have to think that the writers of the New Testament, the writers of these uh, books, these letters, etc., these accounts, did they really mean Uh, you know, ecclesia to mean church, you know, or did they mean it to be gathering, you know, or the called out ones, you know, uh, the elect, the ones who are making decisions and that kind of stuff. And you dive even further into that and you start to realize the context within the scripture and you start to look at all the different instances where this is used and you go, oh, wait a minute, there's something very special about this group of people, you know, that we're talking about who are Mm -hmm. the church. church. And so I think it's no accident that that word was translated into the church. Cause who are we? I mean, yeah. the church, you know, cause there's, there's two churches we talk about, you know, there's the global church, mm-hmm. you know, all of us who follow Jesus. Right. All right. We've accepted him as our Lord and savior and we follow and obey him. Right. Mm-hmm. And then there is the local church, local which we church, have smaller yeah. local bodies of people. And, yeah both are relevant here. And so when we're talking about the purpose of those, I actually think that there's a wider purpose Mm -hmm. and there's a local purpose to each church.
0: Let me, let me piggyback off of that now because you've, let me, yep. So ride some coattails, uh, (laughs) ride some coattails. Yeah. I'm shifting in my seat now. and assuming the position here. Um, so, (laughs) so I, I'm, I'm being poised to retort (laughs) actually to add, there's no retort. Um, So, with that being said, Jesus comes and he begins to preach a new kingdom. Yeah. And as he begins to preach this new kingdom, essentially what is happening is he's now disrupting or coming against the established order. And so, at that point in time in history, you've got Judaism, you've got the Jews, um, you've got that religious entity that's allowed to still be at work within a Roman occupied territory in in the world. So you've got Caesar, and then he 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 sends his um his guys essentially right into his dudes, his dudes, yeah, his his, <laughs> to his the other dudes, his minions, yeah. yeah. He sends his minions, and and so here comes Jesus, and he's saying, "There's a new kingdom, and it's not of." Judaism, it was the king of the Jews, but it's not that religious establishment. He's talking about tearing the temple down. They're like, what are you talking about? Right. And they expected that the Messiah would be this, this ruler that would come in and then essentially fight back the Roman occupation. Right. Can we all agree with this? Yeah. Right. So Jesus is coming and he's saying, I'm going to build my Ecclesia. He's and So he's saying there's a new kingdom coming. Essentially, I'm going to establish a new government. And there's going to be a new group of people around here that are making the decisions that are affecting the culture and the way that this whole thing plays out. Hmm. Them's fighting words.
1: That's right, especially in that time because the Roman government, you know, you got Caesar, who, Caesar? Caesar. We <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so got Caesar, uh, who obviously is revered, you know, as the ultimate authority at the time. And so, yeah, and you're right. Fighting words, man, goodness. Divinity. Yes,
0: absolutely. Yeah, so much you've got Herod. Who's just like where's where's this king of the Jews so that I can co worship him? Except we know that he wanted to kill him. So there was a so, yeah, there was ahead. essentially somebody coming against the established rule and so reign. So
3: literally, what I just said at the at the ending of our last episode was the purpose of a church against the backdrop of a of a cultural and political climate.
0: Right. Yeah. And exactly. that's why they killed him. So. Yeah. Yeah, and well, Jesus said
1: everybody. You know, Pretty much. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> Except for those who would follow him.
1: Yeah. Anyone in power, I mean, the Sanhedrin, you talking about the Jewish councils, everything, everybody, any government is threatened them because you're saying, no, he is king of kings. He's lord of lords. He's above all it's, of you. It's
3: interesting. So it's interesting to me that – and to only further illustrate this point, when I went to India, uh, when you go over there, you know what I mean, their governmental system – is based off the class system, the caste system, mm-hmm. and uh, when you go over there and you start designating men as free and all men are equal, you upset you upset the political establishment the right. political establishment there is to keep poor people poor mm. at the bottom at the lowest class strictly out of a form of quote unquote their religion you know their religion yeah. uh, you are born in the lowest class, therefore you will die in the lowest class and because mm-hmm. you are the lowest class, you will do the lowest form of, of duty for this, for, for the entire, you know, for the entire establishment, yep. you know, and so it's a system of modernized slavery. And so when you go over there and you start preaching Jesus, well, all of a sudden, uh, you're no longer part of the bottom cast. You're a part of everybody because yeah. everybody's equal. And so once you start doing that, then you start getting violence on behalf of yeah. it because mm-hmm. Crit- I'm telling you that Jesus incites violence, just the name yeah. a, against political order.
0: Yeah. And the kingdom of heaven is the great equalizer. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. It brings everybody yeah. on the same playing field. We're all, and, and even Paul talks about it. Like, uh, in Christ, there's no Jew or Gentile. There's, there's no male or female. No. There's no slave or... Right? No... Uh, Barbarian Scythian. What does he say? Slaver free. Yeah, sla- yeah. And so he's because basically unity, saying
3: because unity is everything, right? And in unity, there can be no other. There can be no other. There can be no dividing identity. There can be no even male and female. He discerns mm-hmm. gender right there. He's right. like, there is none. You know what I mean? When you are inside, because the unity is everything. And if you start if you start going back of oh I'm Nazarene or I'm Baptist or I'm this or I'm that you're not that's not unity. Yeah. You know what I mean? There there can be no there can be no title to unity it can only be Christ that's the title right absolutely, absolutely. yeah, yeah
0: and, and something that the Lord has really impressed upon my heart uh, just I mean it must have been three or four years ago that this this unity piece really started popping up in my heart and really became a kind of like a buzzword but I can tell you that when when the spirit is speaking to the churches he's speaking to the churches. And those who are listening are hearing and he's speaking Mm, unity and he's saying, I'm tearing down walls. I'm uniting people in Christ, not through denomination or through doctrine of belief. Mm. Like I, Kim and I were talking about this earlier today um, because we were kind of wondering like, well, what do those people think of us? Because we kind of believe this, that, and the other or whatever. And what it boils down to is like, we may not agree on some doctrinal issues, but we agree on the supremacy of Christ, right? Like Jesus is who he says he is. And we agree on the way to salvation, we may not we may differ on on the gifts on and the certain approach, things like yeah. that yeah but it doesn't mean that we can't move the kingdom of god forward together
2: right Absolutely and so that,
0: yeah. so that there's been there's something about this unity piece like the kingdom of god is here and it's the great equalizer among men Absolutely. and among race and class Ooh, don't touch and don't class touch don't touch that that's hot man i'll tell you <laughs> that's hot I'll, so let me tell you <laughs> that is it, a hot potato <laughs> i know um, so let me tell you about this um, when Hurricane Harvey hit Houston, Texas, mm-hmm. the Lord stirred in my heart. I was like, we have to go. We have to be there. We got a group of people together. We partnered with Ecclesia Houston. Interesting, right? Their name means church. Yeah. Um, and they housed, they housed us. Now, let me just tell you that the house that they put us in and our host family, the guy had been in the oil business for 30, 40 years. So you can imagine the amount of wealth that he'd acquired. Dough. Because we went as Christians in Christ to serve the poor on behalf of Jesus, we were welcomed in with wide arm, arms wide open into a house probably worth millions of dollars, and and it was the great equalizer, right? How else would I be able to spend time with a millionaire, so to speak, but Jesus is there and he puts everybody on the same level. And there's just, mm-hmm. I mean, the guy has a kind, the family had a kind heart. They opened their homes. He wasn't all these yeah peasants, you know what I mean? these
3: peasants are coming to my house and
0: right? so so the, so we 're kind of getting into what we might see as some of the attributes of of the church, but again, getting back to purpose yeah. so it 's a kingdom we 're called to govern, make decisions uh admit i 'd say administer heaven to earth your your will on earth as it is in heaven, so like mm-hmm. we 're bringing something new and different
1: well it 's set apart you know we 're set, set apart, apart. we're mm-hmm. called out. You're absolutely right about the new and different, which means we need to conduct ourselves differently than the rest of the world. You know, like the rest of the world, um, and I see it a lot uh, lately. People will conduct themselves uh, more according to their political affiliation, you know, or, you know, whatever. Everybody's looking for belonging. Everybody's looking for uh, a group of people to belong to or whatever. You know, they don't, don't want to be left out. And in the church, it's not about, you know, belonging It's about all of us being united and following Jesus, you know, and what you said a minute ago about being in that man's house in Houston, um, which is an incredible, incredible uh, thing to do to go down there and to serve people. Well, that man and your group were united in your heart for the people. You were united in your service to the people. And I mean, what did Christ model for us? He was a servant. He was a servant, you know? And so when we are united in following Christ as servants as well, it doesn't matter what, you know, our wealth is or the color of our skin or if we're male or female or any of that kind of stuff, you know, like we are united in that service as the church, as Christ followers. Right.
0: Nick. Yes. I'm
2: here, we, sir. Sure. Oh, I've, there you are. Oh, <laughs> What's going on? Over there, yeah.
0: What's bouncing back and forth between those ears of yours? <clears throat>
2: yeah, so... Not much. Uh, <laughs> I, wow. I thought you, I thought well you were going to get Jordan hard well I'm going on you, <laughs> man. I, just,
0: I just had an image of like on a cartoon where they show an x-ray of someone's brain. There's like a little peanut in it. <laughs> oh, peanut brain. Go ahead, Nick.
2: Yeah, so uh, this is something I've been wrestling with uh, ever since leaving my position is in, in full-time ministry is kind of the purpose of, of the church as, as an organization, I guess. Um, but I think, uh, when you look at acts two forty two cause I've done some studying as well, it talks about, it says they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and to the fellowship, uh, to the breaking of bread and prayer. And so according to this verse, it, the purpose or the activity of the church should be to teach biblical doctrine, mm-hmm. provide a place for fellowship for believers, and observe the Lord's Supper and praying. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that a lot of times <clears throat> we get it wrong because you, you see one church that's like, "Oh, it's all about evangelism," and I'm just gonna, I'm gonna evangelize, and then and then the other church is like, "Oh, it's it, it's about discipleship," and I just need to disciple. But it, it's not one or the other; it's an all-encompassing thing. Amen. And uh, and so. It's still something I struggle with uh, after seeing behind the scenes and stuff because it's it's you know we 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 tend to do it yeah. just say it Nick. we we tend to <laughs> don't don't <laughs> we t- do this to me I'm, I'm, Don't I'm doing, do it. It. Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing it play with my emotions doing it tactfully there you go <laughs> you know we tend to to put a lot of focus. In one specific area, rather than uh, every area that we should be sure. putting focus on.
0: Yeah. Um, I, so, just in response to that, I think that this is worth saying, and I've fallen into this trap um, within "quote unquote" church, um, is that we can't view our local body as the entirety of the body of Christ. Right. We have to view ourselves within our giftings and our role. And, and, our, and our call and our destiny, our assignment in the mm-hmm. kingdom of mm-hmm. God, because we have a king who is, is, is giving orders. Mm-hmm. He's given commandments and we're living that out. And so I need to see, like, let's just say the source is an elbow.
3: Yeah.
0: We're not the whole body, but you know, or maybe, maybe where you're going, you're, you're a toe. <laughs> and and maybe you're you're a thigh of the of you know you're the the thigh of the Lord. What did you just call uh, me? With well, a tattoo <laughs> on it. Yeah, uh, but and, you know what I'm saying. And to, like we have to see ourselves as a body, incorporated right. to move forth the mission of christ we can't see our local body as the entire thing
3: because it's not and you know uh i've been wanting to lead into this since we started but i was just waiting for the time and that's the time is that uh you know honestly but i gave that word that one time you remember uh how every individual the body is only as strong as the individual right and so every individual piece makes up the body well Mm. Jesus said that we are the bo- his body. He's the head, yeah. but we are his body. Now, when you see the complete picture of Christ, that is the church unified, okay, when you realize the complete picture, what did he say to Philip? You've seen the Father if you've seen me. So right. when people see a unified church... The whole picture, the whole picture of Christ, they've seen the whole picture of the Father. That is our purpose, right? That they may know the Father by your love for one another, right, and your love for people. And so when they see the realized picture of Christ completed by the unity of the church, then they've seen the complete picture of the Father, right? And that's what starts really destroying people's hearts and minds you know what i mean their intentions it, everything goes out the window when they can see that because right now they don't see that right mm-hmm. they see it they see a a, a bickering uh people group yep. they see a bunch of denominations which uh, in and I say this humbly I believe that denominations is not from God mm. it is actually a, a satanic work within inside the, w- within the church sure. to divide right because God brings things together mm-hmm. you know what I mean and uh, and I've been guilty <laughs> I've been guilty of the, of that in my life even pride and hierarchy in my life and yeah. I and I repent I've repented of that yeah. right uh, but we need to break that down because people need to see the father they can only see the father through Jesus and they can only see Jesus through us unified right mm. Mm.
0: I'm sure there are many mm. retorts to that denominational statement, but we can bring Come
1: it on, dude. Uh, Email me.
3: Well,
0: it, it, yeah, exactly. Again, it's it's, it's Jordan Golden. At no, two. no, whoa,
1: whoa, whoa, whoa. That was not Jordan. I didn't say that. I didn't say
0: that. <laughs> yeah, you, you call him at three ones? Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Let's uh, go. <laughs> I I, th- I think a statement worth being made is that people have good intentions, and I and I see good That's things true. behind denominations. But we, with good intentions, inadvertently. Create things that are not of the kingdom. Well, sincerity. Yeah.
3: Sincerity does not. What did Sam McVeigh say on that on that pod, podcast? I can't remember. He said, sincerity does not mean uh, truth. Hmm. Sure. you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, acting in sincerity does sure. not mean that you're acting in truth. Yeah.
1: Right. Well, right. I think it also comes down to priorities because I've seen denominations do some really incredible things together because it is multiple churches unifying, right? But when your denomination and your denominational beliefs become more important than advancing the and kingdom of God, that's an issue. Because the it then it's, you know, idolatry.
3: I'm more important. Right. Or yeah. our, work, our work is more well, important no, than it. I've yeah. heard
0: denominations say... XYZ denomination can only spend XYZ denomination dollars on XYZ denomination. Hmm. Basically yeah. saying our money is for us. Hmm. And if you are not of, if you're not this, and you don't sign this statement, you don't get our dollars.
1: Yeah, first of all, it's not your money. <laughs> right. It's God's money. It's God's resources, and yeah. you know you should uh, you should be open to doing whatever God yeah. wants you to. You can't so, put God in a box and say like, I'm sorry, God, you can only work inside of you know this group of people. That doesn't make any sense at all. Sure. Yeah.
0: So you mentioned earlier, you said a lot of people go to the Great Commission. I think that's a, I think that's a good place to to look in oh, talking absolutely. about what. So what is the church? doing on planet earth right now? Like what's the mission of the church?
1: Well, I think it, what Nick said was interesting because what you said was a lot of times we have churches that are focusing on either evangelism and reaching new people and getting more and more new faces in the doors. And then we have churches that are so intense with Sunday school, you know, and discipleship that there are no new faces in the church at all or among that church body, that local church body. And when we look at the great commission, it's pretty obvious that, Um, evangelism is a part of discipleship. You can't have discipleship without evangelism, you know, and you can't do, uh, evangelism without discipleship. Otherwise your you know, your original intent there goes to waste because it wasn't just, Hey, um, go tell people about me, have them say that, you know, I'm a part of their heart now and then, and then go and just, you know, notch another number on your belt like that. That's dumb. You know, you can't do that at all. Discipleship means you're going to walk with that person. You know, you're going to care for that person. You're going to teach them in the ways of Jesus Christ. And you're going to lead them to obey fully the commands of Christ. Like, that's a great commission. Of course, baptism is in there as well. You know, but that's a great commission. You know, evangelize, get baptized, and be discipled. Okay? And discipleship is is, uh, cyclical. It's right, a, it's an investment. You know? Discipleship Absolutely. is an
2: investment. It's an investment of your time Absolutely. and energy and resources. It costs you everything. Everything.
1: Absolutely, yeah. and it's cyclical. Like you need to model for them what discipleship is, then they need to model for someone else, and so on and so forth. You know, over and over again. And it's a and that's lifelong how you see it commitment. Change the world. Absolutely, it's a lifelong commitment. Absolutely, it's a
0: lifelong
3: commitment of life. Right. So what we give yeah. is what what's inside of us, which yeah. has been bestowed upon us by Christ, yeah. which is yeah. what He gave, which is His life. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And so it's life. It's it is your it, it's it's them taking from you, even if they don't. So even
1: if they don't, you know, it's
3: it's taking, taking, taking. You know, well, and from, you can
1: never never stop being discipled either mm-hmm. right, if you yeah. think that you've like arrived. arrived oh man like you're about <laughs> yeah, to be brought sanct- down you're wrong sanctification
0: you know? is that that lifelong process and it that's happens right. in discipleship i was going to say so if um if you look if you look in scripture i was trying to find the. i was trying to find it in mark but in mark jesus says go and preach the good news to all creation right yeah that's what he says but then in matthew where he gives the great commission what it does he say anything about preaching the gospel and he says, "Go and make disciples." Yeah. So I think it's implied that um, discipleship starts with the gospel, but it's not just the gospel. So there's multiple commands: it's evangelize and make disciples. It's yeah. both and, mm. and so it's given do. in two separate places. But it's the purpose mm. of who we are and what we're doing, and so we should see that the purpose of the church is is to evangelize. But that that means preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. That means preaching the kingdom come. And interestingly. I, I, I can't remember the exact stats on this. I wish I had a notebook like Jordan. Um, but the Jesus actually says more about the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God than he does the good news. Yeah. Mm. So he ta- he preaches more about the kingdom of heaven than he does the good news.
3: Because the good news is already implied within the preaching of the kingdom of
2: heaven. Right. Well, I think we do a huge disservice to people to bring them to the point of salvation and leave them there. People oh, people true. do not rise to expectations. They fall to the level of their training. Mm. And so in doing so, we have to train them to be better, to do better, to to grow in their relationship with Christ. And if we don't do that, they're going to fall back to their old ways. They're going to fall back because they're going to sit there and say, oh, well, you know, I came to Jesus and and... It's supposed to get better, but it doesn't. You can't. So it sucks. You
3: can't leave them at the cross, right? You know what I mean. You have to lead them at carrying the cross. Yes. You, know, you have to lead them in that. The the, the 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 Crucifixion, you know, is is the point of salvation. But mm-hmm. the living, the crucified life, is is what we need to be be taught. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because re- because if you leave them at the point of death and don't teach them about resurrection, because so the cross is the death, mm-hmm. right? But there's <laughs> a resurrected life. You have to lead them in the resurrected life. You can't just leave them at the cross and say you're dead. You know what I mean? There's yeah. a resurrecting. you know, resurrecting with inside of you, this Holy spirit, you know, which is Mm. his ministry, you know, and that's, and I, and I agree with you, man. We, we, we tend to just, I see that hand and you know, and then they go and then they go home and nothing changes, you know, and then they're like, wow, this Christianity stuff is bogus, you know, and then they walk away, you know,
0: you know, I, I'm guilty of this. And for years and years and years I've compartmentalized my faith and my, my life, so to speak. Mm. Like I go to work and it's work, but, Mm. and then I go home and it's home, but then I come to church and here I am like kingdom, (laughs) kingdom, Jesus, Jesus, you know what I mean? And, and I've done this and I, and personally I've, I've failed to realize the, so Jesus said the kingdom of God is like, or the kingdom of heaven is like the woman who took a little bit of yeast and worked it through the entire lump of dough. Hmm which means that the kingdom of god coming means it works through every bit and every of part life. of us it's not just it's not just salt we add to something but it's it's, the it's an entity that completely changes metamorphosizes the um the entire being of a person and spreads and spreads yeah right and it, and and so that's what the kingdom of god is doing it's coming in and it starts small mm. right jesus said unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies it's not going to bear forth it's it's harvest jesus was that seed fell into the ground right he died 3 days later he resurrected and now we're seeing this multi-generational multi millennial uh harvest of the body of Christ mm-hmm. on the face of the earth right. and it's coming and it's coming in fullness mm-hmm. and we'll see it <laughs> right in, and so, in the last days and, fully manifest.
3: And so as the kingdom spreads like dough, right? Jesus is the bread of life. Therefore he is the kingdom and the kingdom is for consumption. You yeah. know what I mean? Bread is for consumption and it is for consumption for life sustaining, you know, yeah. life giving.
0: So, so Jordan, let's contextualize this personally. Oh for yeah, you. Jordan, there you are. So Jordan, you, you, <laughs> you are a member of the body of Christ. What's your mission? What's, my, yeah, what's my mission? Yeah, what are you doing on earth, sir? Oh,
1: man. Uh, not on the moon, on earth.
0: <laughs>
3: oh, not on the moon.
1: Yeah, I, I, would, I would rather go to Mars, not the moon. That's, <laughs> Which uh, earth is I'd that? would like to see Mars, please. Yeah, um, because
0: collectively, we're the church, and we're all moving the mission of Christ forward. But individually. He's, he's sent the Spirit to inhabit His people, to do all sorts of things in His name, for His name, for His kingdom, for His glory. But the Spirit of God lives in you. Yeah. How is... How is um, that manifesting out and what's, what's your assignment in the kingdom? What are you doing? How are we seeing that?
1: Okay. Uh, I, I, I see you So I think we all have callings. We all have personal, Absolutely. uh, you know, talents and things like that. The interesting thing is, uh, you know, and if anyone's listening to this and you're like, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm talented. I can do this or that, whatever. Just realize that God may call you with one talent and may develop completely different talents within you yeah. along the way. Um, that's what happened in my life. You know, so I, I was called into ministry, uh, you know, through my music, you know, through, through worship leadership and things like that. But over the years, as I've grown, you know, as a follower of Christ, uh, and then become a husband and then a father, you know, uh, man, it's amazing how, you know, life changes. And I've just gained this, um, this, uh, passion, you know, for helping churches, uh, not only reach the lost, uh, but retain the lost, you know, and turn those people from lost people into followers of Christ and retain those people and disciple, uh, disciple them. And so as we were talking about, you know, it's evangelism and it's discipleship. I, I want to note that because it's real easy to say, you know, it, it's real easy to, um, uh, you know, to, to put down. Those churches that are like, you know, I see that hand and that hand and that hand and, you know, make sure we record those so we can put it in our email (laughs) this week, you know, like that kind of stuff. I get that. It's really easy to do that. But at the same time, I don't think we can go to churches who have no hands ever and Mm. say, hey, but you're better because you're not, you know, bottom line. And it's like, no, it's not about like, you know, how many hands you have or whatever. You know, it's about are you doing what God is telling you to do. And it there begins, needs to be fruit right. there. There needs to be fruit there. There needs to be results there, you know? And I'm not saying you have to reach, you know, I'm not saying the your quota. church has to grow. It's not a you quota. Know, there's not a quota. But you know, there yeah, is yeah. fruit when you, when, yeah. when
3: something happens. Yeah. There's when, growth. Yeah,
1: there absolutely growth. Spiritually other, and in numbers. Because if, if you're not yeah.
3: growing, then we have to seriously start, doubting, an issue. start doubting. Yeah, there's an issue. The, the, your
1: your, yeah. ex, your quote-unquote experience. Yes. Because yeah. your your works, the things you're doing out in the community should result. in growth, Uh you know, and it may be slow growth, maybe fast growth, maybe just steady growth. I see. I, I tend to come in with steady growth, you know, and here's my thing, you know, it's, it's faith in works, right? It's faith in works. And Mm -hmm. so if you have faith, like God, I know that you can move in my local church. You have called me to this church and I know that I know that you want to do great things through this church. All right. So God, I have faith that you're going to do great things and 10 visitors are going to come through the door this weekend. (laughs) Right. And I just sit there. And I just sit there on my couch. I'm like, man, you know, it's March Madness, college basketball. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to get out there. You got to go do something, you know, so it's faith and works. But here's my other thing, too. I don't see church leaders, right, uh, use their brains enough, quite frankly, okay? I'm not calling them stupid, all right? What I'm saying is they have a greater capacity, okay, for change than I think they realize, a greater capacity uh, for you know, positive growth and strategies and getting out in the community and networking with people and things Mm. like that, you know, and not to mention administration and organization. You know, when you look at the church, like, look, guys, I get it. We're we're not a business looking for money, but we are a business looking for souls. You know, we're looking for people. We're trying to change people's lives. So if we're going to do that, isn't that even more important than money? Right. Isn't that even more important than money? So why wouldn't we run our church, you know, better than a fortune five hundred company why wouldn 't we be more organized
0: you know so so i would I would um, submit this thought process concerning that because I agree I think we have greater capacity but i don 't think our capacity comes from from worldly or man made strategies I think there 's something Um, I think there's kingdom strategy. I think there are kingdom blueprints. I think that the Lord, as, as we increase in our relationship with the father, that he can show us who to reach and how to reach them Mm -hmm. versus us looking at strategies that the world has employed to bring in numbers and success and growth, and then, and then try and, um, uh, you know, wash it in holy water and then call it kingdom growth. You see what I'm saying? I, so, I would agree with that. So we just need to be, I think I'm just saying we need to be careful with that because you know, I can, I can hear this and say, yeah, you're right. I should do this, this, and that, and the other, but then I could be working for my flesh mm. to try and make something happen. True. You know what True. I mean?
1: I think whatever you do, you know, um, you can look at anywhere and better yourself. You know, um, you can look at all kinds of different, different situations, things like that, but there's some bottom lines, man. Like, you know, if you're gonna go, man, I think social media is the devil. But guess what? There's a bajillion people on social media, you know. So you can think it's the oh, devil it's all true. day long. It's but one true. of the only reasons I have a Facebook is because there's so many people on there that don't know Jesus, right. and so I want to be on there and I want to be preaching Jesus. You know, I can also go and say, you know what? That one little projector screen that we have that's still four by three, yeah, that works just fine. You know, the bulb's only gone out a couple times <laughs> on us. You know, but the bottom line is. It, it's 2018 pray, you know for, what I'm saying? pray for the bulls so come yeah, on man like we, need, we you know they got led screens now you know all this kind of stuff like sure. if we really care like let's go out there and like let's actually get the tools and let's do it the right way you know what i'm saying and then let's be organized in such a way that people stop falling through the cracks yeah. because they're worth it because yeah. it's about people
0: so you're right you're right in that it is about people and so here's it, i think this statement is worth saying is that we can't um, heap judgment on strategy or method or the wine skin without truly knowing what the wine is mm-hmm. because people can have good heart. I mean, I mean again, it's, it could be that, ministries that we look at and it's easy to say, well, they do this, that, and the other, and it just looks like they're employing strategies of the world. And maybe they are, or maybe they really sought the Lord and the Lord gave them kingdom strategy and they're outworking it. And That's we're right. here judging them because we didn't get or the same maybe, strategy. Or
3: maybe, or maybe, and I've been guilty of this, where, where you would see a problem, man, means that, you know, somebody came to the Lord through a specific means, even if it was uh, carnally begotten, you know what I mean? But the Lord works in all things, right? And so, mm-hmm. in spite of those things, in spite of our fragility and in spite of our human wickedness and our weakness, even thinking—I mean, whatever whatever our thought process is—God will work through that, and He will bring about it's that true. person's salvation. Yeah. And yeah. I think. I think. And I have been. Let, let, let me say this because I have been so guilty of this: thinking we shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do mm-hmm. that, you should do. And that's that's religion in my life, right? That's oh, that's a yeah. spirit of religion yeah. coming upon yeah. me. And I, dude, I don't too. agree with, with working any sort of strategy. I honestly think, you know, flowing, but that doesn't mean that God's not going to work through that. Right. But I also am of the opinion yeah. that I don't think that, yeah. you know, that we should rely so much on that, that we, you know, right. that we forget, And, <laughs> you know, and let so, us not forget. So, so us, earlier we are talking about
0: being the body of Christ. And so often I, I look at our identity um, within the body and it's easy for me to say hey look i'm an elbow and then expect everybody else <laughs> to, to be, be an elbow. elbow yeah and we all do this just yeah. you know
3: it's it, so easy to do man yeah. you know and that division but what if, if if anything what does he have to do what does the enemy have to do he has to keep us divided yeah. and so these thought processes and and our philosophy on ministry if we can, if he can make it about they're doing this and i don't agree with it well then he's already won he's already and therefore won. and therefore the division already comes in what what did, what did Paul say? If there's strife, if there's enmity, if there's factions, sanctions among you, are Works you not flesh. carnal? You know yeah. what I mean? Are yeah. you not carnal? So if right. we have if we have any sort of enmity towards any sort of ministry, that's the that's our flesh inside of us that needs to be put to death by the cross, mm-hmm. the working of the realized cross in our life. Because yeah. that's our problem. And that had been my problem for a really long time. Right. You know, enmities uh, and, and factions mm-hmm. against yeah. against yeah. God's people. We're, that
0: we're was right, me, right? We're right exactly. and they're wrong. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: that's a major mistake, though, to, to make those comparisons, because exactly. you know, everyone's unique. You know, God has made us unique, and you know, different churches reach different kinds of people. And so, and, and further to my statement before, it's like. When I'm talking about, okay, like, hey, you know, this, this could be a better resource or whatever for us, you know, so I say, oh, this screen's old, whatever. I'm not saying, hey, church that's listening right now, who has an old screen, go out and get, you know, new stuff right now. Like, oh, however, we're going to have say, an overhead Please. projector. We're going to ask some serious <laughs> that might questions. Be a, that might be an issue. But, but what I do see, unfortunately, okay, is I, I see this. I'm not trying to knock anybody, but what I see is uh, churches or even just ministries that hold on to things, yeah. you know? And so, you know. If you have the ability, if you're a church leader and you're listening to this, you have the ability to go out right now and make your ministry more excellent, give yourself more tools to do ministry more effectively, absolutely, absolutely, more effectively without going into debt, that's a key by the way, without going into debt, okay, <laughs> right. then I would, I would challenge you to pray about that and to say, how could we be using our resources instead of it just sitting You know, in a bank account somewhere. And and I'm just going to go
0: ahead and say that I think one of the most underutilized resources within the church are the people.
1: Well, yeah, and we don't, we don't, but we don't train the people enough either though. I agree. It's like, it, it, cause here's the thing, it, it'd be, it'd be messed up if you just went, let's go get a bunch of technology, but let's not equip our people Technology, because <laughs> <laughs> pastors and, and ministers, it's our job. It's our job to equip the saints to do the Who ministry, body. you know?
0: So, so what is, so Jesus said, I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Um, he's mm-hmm. saying, I'm going to. I'm going to be the one that's going to to call people out into this Ecclesia, this gathered group of people who are going to be decision makers, governors in the kingdom of God, so to speak. Like, so what is it? What's the culmination of that? I mean, obviously like, his kingdom come and like, you know, new earth, new Jerusalem, that kind of thing, like in the end days. But, you know, how do we see the fullness of, of the church fleshed out in the earth now? And I'll just submit that it, it has a lot to do with love <laughs> mm-hmm. and it has a lot to do with um, continuing the ministry of Christ. So, and, and let me say this real quick, is that Jesus left in John, John chapter 16. He says, it's better that I go away. Because if I don't go away, well, then I wouldn't send to you the counselor. And he's going to convict the world of sin and righteousness and judgment, Mm -hmm. right? And he's going to reveal to you um, everything that um, I've been given from God, from the Father, he's going to give to you, right? And so essentially Jesus then dies— um, he, and then he resurrects, he tells the, the disciples, go and wait, you're going to receive the Holy Spirit, you're going to receive power to be my witnesses, and then we see 3,000 people come to the Lord, we see the church birthed, we see prayer, taking care of the poor, communion, fellowship, eating, um, devotion to teaching, we see all these things, and so essentially Jesus leaves, but his body continues to work on earth through us, through the Spirit in us, and then he's the head that moves it and guides it. So what's happening? What is the church doing?
3: who's going whoever <laughs> well i because
2: think because the
0: church is a beautiful thing that's <clears> what i'm trying to like we, yeah, we need to, that, to yeah. we need to know that and say that
2: yeah well i think some of the biggest problem is is when we assume that going to church on a sunday is is the culmination yep. of what i'm supposed to do so Preach. like uh, Preach. when and, and I'm not even talking about having small groups because it talks about, you know, they went house to house. Uh, but I'm not talking about small groups because here's the thing. Small groups indicate that I'm going to go to your house once a week. That's only twice a week. This is talking about friendship and being together with other Christians. It's a lifestyle. In, in the New Testament, yeah. when it talks about they they met in the temple and then they went out and went home to home. They met in that temple, but it was different. They went and they learned how to do stuff. And then the, the temple was the, the center of of the city. So like it it was downtown Wichita basically. And you would go into the center of, uh, into the temple. And then you would leave the temple to go into the marketplace, which was just outside. And you would then go and preach what you just learned. You would have conversations with people out in that marketplace. You'll practice what you just learned. Right. And I think that having people there with you makes a huge difference in your ability to do that or your ability to, uh, be comfortable doing that. And that pushes you towards growth. And I think that when you don't have that, people are so lonely in today's society. Facebook is a pseudo relationship and they can become, they can be on uh, social media and, and say, oh, I got 2000 friends or whatever, but not a single person I'm calls getting them. all their worth from Not likes. a single person says, hey, how are you really doing? Yep. What is, I mean, and honestly, what is that except for, you know, a cry
3: a a, a a cry for some sort of interaction. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and and I hate to bring it back like I always do to the to the climate of, of our current world, you know, and the and, and where we find ourselves, but our society, you know, and our culture mm-hmm. and our governmental system has made it uh, like the primary thing is to get out on your own. Right. Right to it says in you know this is the reason a man will leave his house mm. for a wife you know what i mean yeah. and but we've made it about when you're 18 get out of the house we've made it we've we've made it in our culture that we can live our entire lives alone yeah. in our apartment or in our house yeah, fixate exactly and so the individuality and uh, me being an individual, yeah. you know, has trumped everything, and so in in our individuality, we find this severe loneliness, man. Where people and in our culture, suicide is a, an alarming thing. Absolutely, okay, because of that, yeah, right. We 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 make we put so much emphasis on being your own person. And what is the church here to do except to tell you that the only realized person that you, the realization of your full self is in, within the body of Christ, and mm-hmm. the realized body of Christ is in unity. And I've said this before. Uh, yeah. We spend so much time, you know, we go to church. I mean, even if you go to, I mean, even if you go to a Bible study two times a week and yep. then church on Sunday, you're still alone from the flock away from the flock a majority of your time yeah and the most vulnerable sheep are when they're away from the flock yep. and so mm-hmm. and so yep. we we see this individuality and 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 we put so much emphasis on it and yeah. it, it really is breaking
2: people well it's, it's yeah. a lonely place man. yeah just to add to that though is like you know you talk about going to a bible study a couple of times a week but we are not we're not made for that we're not geared for that like the 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 scripture says that we're a body, but the mouth cannot eat by itself. Mm. Like we can't just, the hand has to feed it. Right. And so we have to be together and I cannot speak into your life and into something that you're doing wrong. If I'm not with you, Mm. like I had a friend who we took this survey and it was supposed to be this spiritual thing. Where are you at spiritually? Right. And it says, and one of the questions was how's your prayer life? Well, you take it and then you give it to a friend and then they take it for you. Right. To, to see how you compare. And, (laughs) I was like, dude, I don't know how your prayer life is. Like, I don't spend, I've never even been to your house. Like, how am I supposed to know what your prayer life is? If I'm not spending time with you, if I'm not walking with you and being with
3: you. And let me say something. And let me say something to back this point up. Uh, The fact that Jason and I literally just did our testimonies and found Mm -hmm. out something new about each other is a problem. Yeah. (laughs) It's a problem. Wow. Because I've known this guy for eight, nine years and I didn't know some of that stuff about him and Mm -hmm. he didn't know that stuff about me. That's a problem. You know what I mean? Because, and I've told Jason this all the time, dude, I don't hang out with you. And we've been texting this. I'm like, bro, I have not hung out with you for a long, oh, well, sorry, it's just, it's this and this and that, or Casey's off freaking competing in some other state or climbing or doing whatever, Mm. but, you know, but there's, like, I haven't seen this guy. Busyness is a choice. It's a problem. Exactly.
1: Well, it's a choice and it's disease now in America. And here's the thing when I'm, you know... It's like we, we, we find our worth in what you said, social media. We find our worth in busyness, mm-hmm. you know, and it's all, Absolutely. it's all idolatry. It's all idolatry over and over and over again. And it's interesting though, because what you said, mm-hmm. Casey, you know, right. it's, it's, you know, you're talking about people are lonely, you know, suicide is such an issue you know, people are lonely. They think that they are utterly alone and in some ways they're right. And it's unfortunate because the church is a place that have, that should have arms wide open. And, and yes, yet the doors are locked when it's not on Sunday. <laughs> That's what I'm saying though. Like, like seriously, but the church should be a living, breathing. Body but of people that are out and about, you know, and uh, that's true, <laughs> it says building, but it should be out and about and seeing people. And when we see these lonely people, you know, like my goodness, I'm, I'm gonna straight up admit something real fast, okay? About uh, four weeks ago, okay, and I'm, I'm admitting this because uh, I want someone who's gonna hear this to not do what I did, okay? I'm serious, <laughs> all right? Uh, about four weeks ago or so, it was um, it was later at night, I was getting home late, I'd been doing a bunch of stuff all day, whatever, you know. and. I uh, was heading home, and I was like, man, I'm so hungry, you know, and I uh, called my wife. And I was like, hey, I'm going to stop by Chipotle. You know, we're going to eat, you know, or I'm going I'm to grab some food and go home and eat. You know, the kids are in bed, thank God, and, you know, go on from there, right? Um, you and, should thank Renata for that, And too. so, <laughs> amen, amen, amen. So I, so I stopped in Chipotle, and um, I'm sitting there, I order all my food and stuff, and uh, I look over, and there's uh, this guy. He's just sitting there by himself, you know, just like eating this burrito, you know, and, um, and all I could think to myself was, I should talk to him. You know, I should talk to him, you know, I should go over there. I should say something. I should introduce myself, you know, and and I should just talk to this guy, you know, and for whatever reason, I I let myself say I'm tired. I don't feel like it. I want to go home. I want to eat my, my guacamole, you know, like I just, you know what I'm saying though? And it's like, and I walked past that dude, you know, and shame on me, shame on me because I should have stopped. I should have looked at him and just taken five minutes Mm -hmm. and just said, Hey, how's it going? You know, like. Maybe something happens, maybe not, you know, and maybe I I strike my friendship, maybe not, maybe it's just, you know, whatever, but I don't know. And now I don't know where that guy is or what he's doing, right? And so here's the deal, and and you said it a minute ago, love. Mm -hmm. It comes down to love, you know, and unfortunately, you know, Facebook and and, and Twitter and Instagram, Snapchat, all that kind of stuff, that could be a massive tool for Mm -hmm. the body of Christ to reach the ends of the earth, okay? Billions of people with the gospel of Jesus. And yet... Mm -hmm. Christians are using it more to to, to tout their political preferences. Yeah. Okay. And who they're voting for. Thank God you you said Trump. Or (laughs) whatever, you know, right? Okay. So it's like, look, like I don't have anything, you know, against you supporting candidates or whatever. I do. Be be involved. I absolutely do. You know, like be involved. Okay, Casey, (laughs) be involved, you know, and and be be informed. Okay, fine. You should vote. That's fine. But here's the deal. Okay. Here's the deal. When you're talking about your car. Okay, or your your who you're voting for, or whatever else, or your rights, you know, or your rights, or who you're dating, or whoever else. Well, you're talking about that more on your Facebook wall or on your Twitter feed or whatever than you ever talk about Jesus you ever talk about scripture. You ever talk about anything that Holy Spirit's doing in your life? That's an issue, okay. And here's the, the fact of the matter: is the unbelieving world sees us as Christians. They see all the junk that we put on our social media profiles, and they think, "Why do I want to be a part of that?"
3: I think they see it even more, in the, even further uh, than social media. I think they see it in their personal lives. Too. Oh, amen. I mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I, I agree with that. I too. think the
3: social media is only is only is only a, is only a, is only a per, like a,
2: a magnifying glass for what's for what what people already see in general. Well, <laughs> you yeah. know. To be fair though. Like there are people that put scripture up all day long, and then five <laughs> minutes later they're cussing up a storm. Or they put scripture up all day long and they make their their life look beautiful. Or they, but you know them personally, yeah. And or it's all they, or they say, or
3: they say, you know, hey man, if you share this post,
0: you know what I mean? Yeah. You're gonna get yeah.
2: blessed yeah. out the pants, out your socks, bro. Right. You know what I mean?
0: I you wanted practice, to say something in response to what Jordan was saying because yeah, it's all about love. And here's the thing, and and this is actually what I taught about this morning at Disciple Community. So contrast your experience with Christ, right? It, it, Christ is the, um, he's the litmus test, right? <laughs> um, and, and, and so Jesus went out of his way, and I wish I knew the numbers, however many miles to go through Samaria. So we had to go through Samaria mm-hmm. to meet the woman at the well, right? So rather than taking the, the um, shorter, quicker, safer route, the
3: convenient he, route. He
0: took the long way home, right? He took the long road home and he knew that there was someone he's going to have to minister to. So we have the savior who goes out of his way, who allows himself to be inconvenienced. The woman who touched the hem, Zacchaeus in the tree, right? The, the soldier, the woman at the well. Jesus is the litmus test and he goes out of his way to show love to those who need love. And so what I was talking about today is that Jesus said, this is how you, you'll know, they'll know that you're my disciples, (laughs) that you you love love one one another. And so he says, I give you a new commandment. Love others as I've loved you. And so it's, I think we are more equipped to love others when we actually realize the way that Christ has loved us. And that's the motivating essence and power behind the ministry that we do in our lives is when it's against the backdrop. What's that against an infinite horizon mm. when it's against the backdrop of the gospel, but too often we live against the backdrop of self yeah. and inconvenience, right?
1: Yeah. You know, in, uh, last fall. I did a, uh, a workshop. I was invited to a workshop um, up in Salina at a fall conference for a bunch of college students. Uh, I was really excited about the opportunity because I really do believe that this next generation big that's coming big up. Okay, yeah, whatever. I, know. You know. I need an autograph uh, after this. <laughs> <laughs> I was excited about the opportunity because I was excited to pour into young leaders. Because right? I really believe this next generation has a potential to unify the church like never before. Right. I really believe it's that. happening. Yeah, I really believe but, that. Yep. And, and so and as I'm talking to them, my, my workshop was about unloved people groups. Unloved people groups. And I highlighted a few, okay? And I want to highlight those now because I think we need to understand this, okay? I think that uh, it's pretty obvious to me that, that Jesus called us to care for widows and orphans. I believe that right. sometimes that is a difficult peop- – those are difficult people groups to care for because we can say all day long and we can share stuff all day long on social media and whatnot mm-hmm. you know, and say that we, we love those people. But then when it comes to actually taking action, up, you know, it's a big I deal. I want to see it. You know I mean, what I'm saying? I yeah, see it. absolutely. And here's the thing I want to say too, okay? Look, I do not believe in abortion. I believe it's horrible, okay? Right. But those women who have gotten mm-hmm. abortions, Jesus still loves them which means we need to still love them, them. you know, so like, don't put them down, you know, like love them, care for them, you know, just like you would, you know, like single moms, we, the single moms of this world need the church. I don't care if they had that child out of wedlock. They still need the church. It's not our they business. Still need Jesus. It's not our business. Absolutely. That is not my business. You, you know, know what I mean? That's not my business. My business is to love, you know, That's that family,
0: Unconditional. right?
1: Unconditionally. You know, unconditionally, right? You know, and yeah, of course we're going to lead them to make better decisions. Of course we are. Oh, you know, but we need to love them. Like You know, you can't encourage <laughs> them to make better decisions if you, you don't know it. who they are. Right? You you can't love it. And here's my my biggest point, okay, that I made was that, look, guys, you can get onto Facebook, and this drives me nuts. You can get onto Facebook or Twitter or whatever and have these little, like, you know, reply from your mobile phone or your keyboard, you know, and get on there and start quoting scripture about how, you know, someone shouldn't be homosexual or someone shouldn't be, you know, having an abortion or this or that whatever. And you can say, well, you know, I'm just telling the truth in love. Bull crap. Okay? Bull crap. That is not truth in love because truth in love means you went out of your way just like Jesus did. You went out of your way to have a relationship with this person so that they knew you loved them. If they don't know you love them, then it's not the truth in love. It's just you spouting off a bunch of stuff they didn't believe in in the first place. Okay. It's not love.
0: Yeah. It's we, not love. We make, we make it a lot more obvious about the things that we disagree with in their lives than we do that. We truly love them the way that Christ That's right. I know. We got to lead with the we'll, love. Man. We'll
3: Sharpie on posters all day long, but as far as our life being a, being a living offering well, our uh, living worship, you know, you know I, mean, I just,
0: well. I, I love the, I love the story of the, um, the woman caught in adultery, right? You just talked about having a stone in your hand. Mm. I mean, think about this situation. I don't, I don't know <laughs> when they caught her in adultery, if she was still sweaty from the act laying on the ground. Right. And so, You've got the Pharisees wow. standing around, and they're like, Jesus, the law says she should be put to death. Okay, he who has no sin Cast the first stone. They all leave. And then it's so beautiful what he does. She had already, according to the law, she'd been condemned to death and was facing her sentence right, right then and there. And Jesus says, has no one condemned you? No one. Well, neither do I condemn you. Love grace, mercy, and then truth. Jesus came full of mercy or grace and truth, Mm -hmm. grace. And then truth, go and leave your life of sin. He didn't say you sinner, you terrible sinner. You need to repent this, this, and that straight up without her even saying a word, no condemnation. She didn't, she didn't even have a chance to, she didn't have to plead her case, right? She didn't have to say a word. He looks at this woman in sin on the ground, probably terrified, and then gives grace in a moment where there's grace needed. So let's think about that. Jesus catches yeah. people in their act of sin. He doesn't condemn them, except we we see people sinning, and we're like, condemnation, condemnation. I disagree with that. That's wrong. That lifestyle, that choice, that political view, wrong, 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 wrong. That's not Jesus it's by crazy. any means. It's
3: insane. It's insane to me. You know, after all this, uh, you know, for a long time seeking knowledge and like studying the scripture and studying the scripture and studying the scripture, you know all of a sudden jesus comes along and you really take a look at what he did and mm. you become unravelled by so by who he is you know what i mean it's it's incredible you 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 just you look at the stories and he is the litmus test and so you say oh <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. i mean full of grace i mean how how you know and i and we have we have we have been getting so much and receiving and consuming so much that we've forgotten the core. And I, I think that just to study the gospels (laughs) and to study his life, you know what I mean? And what he did and to do the same things is actually what the church is all about. Right. Uh, what did Jesus do? And if I'm an extension of Jesus, then those mm. are the things that I should be doing <laughs> and not anything
1: else. Yeah. How, because I've yeah. never
3: once heard Jesus say anything. Actually, it was against the church that he was speaking out against. I never mm. once saw him, you know, or read about him uh, being harsh or being brash with a person that didn't believe. You know what I mean? Right. Or, or for, for somebody. Well, Scripture well, tells us not to
2: it. judge those that are not following Christ to begin with yeah but well, the thing, it's not
3: for me to judge those outside of the outside church of but the those church. that are in it yes, Amen. absolutely
2: well and the thing about love is you know we throw this word oh you need to love them you need to love them you need to love them i could say all day long i love i love you jordan but until i know jordan i, I can't love him and love is an action it, it requires something yes. from you and the thing with jesus is is he knew them that he knew their hearts and that's where he could speak love like jordan and i used to go and have brunch often and um there were my times favorite that, memories. That there were times that Jordan would get on my
0: hollandaise sauce. Yeah, actually, yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we
2: tried s- different s- brunch place. Asparagus every week. Sorry, is, yeah. was breakfast it was night. awesome. Yeah. There were times that Jordan used to get on my nerves before that. Like, he still gets on constantly. Mind. Wow, guys, no, i kidding. But, I'm kidding. but <laughs> when I started having brunch with him and I, I started learning who he was, it was easier to love him. It was easier to understand why the heart behind why? what he was doing because
3: you because we were letting uh, you know and it was the same thing with me for a long time and mm-hmm. we, I mean with other people too is because I'm a predisposed to be against somebody, right? You know what I mean? Mm. But when you're in, with somebody, then all of a sudden, oh, the well, friendship comes through. Yeah, you know,
2: <clears throat> absolutely. So, so it, it, the
0: scripture says, For we no longer regard anyone according to the flesh, mm. and though we once regard Christ according to the flesh, we do so no longer. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, Jesus gives us eyes to see people the way that He sees people, and this is what the church should be doing the mind of Christ, right? We, ha- we should have the mind of Christ and the heart of Christ for people. Right. Because he, I mean, he's patient with us because he wants no one to perish, no matter how far out they were. Like we were the people, we were the people (laughs) so far out there. I was
3: the hooker about to be stoned, bro. Mm -hmm.
0: Right. I mean, my sentence was, that was me. My sentence was death.
3: Caught red handed.
0: Yeah. Had I faced the judge at that moment, death yet Jesus, while I was still a sinner, while I was powerless, right? That this is the love he has for us. While we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly.
1: Yeah and and he, the, and the he church didn't just come up to you and say here's yeah. all your sins you're terrible.
0: And this is what it this is what the loved you. the entity of the church does on earth is it moves forth the gospel of Christ that says love unconditionally, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's an unconditional love from a man named Jesus who loves you regardless of where you've been or what you've done and and there's hope for you, right? He binds up the brokenhearted, he heals the sick. Yeah, I mean, he raises the dead. It's what he does.
3: We're so fixated on on serving God, right, that we forget that service to God service is us. service to people. Mm. Yeah, because man. that's what he did. Well, n-
2: yeah, <laughs> See, and that's the thing. Exactly. Like when exactly. Jordan was yeah. talking about, you know, we're so against these people who have abortions and, and these pro life people. That how many of these pro life people are giving money to other people for adoptions? If we're pro life, <laughs> let's let's put our money where our mouth is and just stop just saying it. Like let's take an action. action. And love somebody that wants to adopt somebody. Yeah, and else. thank
3: God, and thank God, in your in your, you know those who are holding those pickets. Thank God, you never got a girl pregnant while in your in your indecency. Because I know you've had it. You know what I mean? Don't tell me. You know what I mean? You ain't, you're not above it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But thank God, you have never been in that situation. Right. What was what's that like? You know what I mean? You, you, yeah, holding that sign like that. Yeah, well, on, th-
0: I think what I think what Christianity does and what the church um, is it, it is doing it. It's seeing people where they are. And loving them where they absolutely. are, absolutely, yeah. Um, and and looking past everything that would, in in a in our own way, would disqualify them of being worthy of love. Right, that's what the church does. The church supersedes logic and reason, and and gives the love of Christ to the last and the least and the lost like yeah. right i mean this
2: is and let him sort them out well and that's yeah. the thing like right. so nero right. when in in rome nero was so against christians he hated them so much but when when the bubonic plague came nero was like these christians are taking better care of the roman citizens than rome is yeah. and that's the way that we should be that is how that is the purpose of the Inflation church culture. instead of instead of allowing the government to make Buco dollars on the church system of of <laughs> oh sorry oh, what is it? the casa
0: Cedric casa, casa yeah Cedric. what
2: a house the, the advocates for who
1: oh uh, court appointed special advocates yeah, for who for foster
2: kids foster kids yeah they they make yeah, absolutely that was like charades yes they make a <laughs> bunch of money on that that's the why the government took it over Christians used to be that <clears throat> that's what Christians used to do and the government came in and said. Hmm, we can make money doing this. The most, we've, let's let's, we've let's private, take it over.
0: We've privatized morality. The most, yeah, yeah.
3: The most interesting fact to me that I ever heard was that if every Christian that was that was uh, that said that they were a Christian actually gave their ten percent, like they were, like you know, as they felt led to do, mm-hmm. that we that the government would we wouldn't need social service like uh, social security yeah. and uh, retirement plan, yeah. and like oh. because the church would take care of all that. Right. No, oh, the church yeah. would have so
1: much
0: money that we'd be we have, looking the church, for causes.
1: The,
3: the church you know? has
0: the church has the greatest capacity for worldwide impact. It's Absolutely. Insane. And it is impacting. It, it absolutely is. It absolutely yeah. is. I'm, I'm just saying we could do it's, more. We can do abs- more. Abs- we well, well, more. We
1: think about it this way, on, on the same note with the foster kids, you know, um, earlier I said I think there's about 1,200, 1,400 foster kids just in this county. How many churches are in this county? You know, what if just like three families out of every church in this county, you know, uh, took in one foster kid? My goodness, what would happen? I don't know. There's, I know that's real easy to say. Okay, that's a nice, fun fact to throw out there. I know, and, I know, it's nittier and, and grittier than that, you know. But just in general, what if we were the church, you know, yeah. to those orphans?
0: And and so let let me uh, reel uh, it in. Kind of close it up with this. Um,
1: there goes
3: Jason. The I would web, love to go the web an
0: hour and a half. Yeah, <laughs> funruiner.com. No, no. But listen, this is relevant. Is that the beautiful thing? Is it's like, yeah, we all look around and we say, we can do more, we can do more, we can do more. Well. One, it it takes more Jesus in our own life to Mm -hmm. bring us to the place to where we we love from that place of relationship. I believe mission is birthed in intimacy with Christ, Mm. right? I I really believe that. And the closer we get to the Lord, the more we're going to have a heart for his people because he's changing us. But that's the beautiful thing is that he is changing us and that the bride of Christ will be presented as radiant a radiant church without blemish mm. as he continues to wash so we're us into through that. the water we're of the growing word. Into that. We're growing into it. So again, it's not that we're totally wrong. It's that we've not seen the fullness. And you're talking about it. The next generation you think is going to help lead the church into I unity. I believe that. But Absolutely. it's not as though he's not working in our hearts. At least we... How is the next, next generation
3: we... going to do that? It's because it's being birthed in the generation previous. Amen. Mm.
0: Right. So yeah. the work that he's doing in us, we have to steward that work and make sure that we're communicating yeah. Yeah. and leading the charge and making disciples with that DNA for change. Mm. Right. Yeah. And it's so That'd important for us mm. being, a, being the yeah. example. Absolutely.
1: Dang guys.
0: Good episode.
1: <laughs> Good stuff, man. Good episode. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and I hope that everyone who's listening to this man I hope you got some action steps out of this. You know, I, ho- I hope some of it it's convicted you. You know, and uh, that's right. I hope the Holy Spirit Prove it. convicted you, and uh, that you're, you're jumping in and you're going to take some action. Yeah, yeah, Get out there and be the church. Which, by the way, fun fact: before we sign off here, <laughs> okay, I got to say this. Okay, Cause Ooh, you were it's talking a new about, segment. To the oh, yeah, it's, it's Roman segment. emperors and stuff like that. But um, hold on, church, church buildings. Okay, just real fast, church buildings. Okay, were not even around until 325 AD. Because that's when Constantine had them right. set up, right. right? Absolutely. So you gotta get outside the church building if you're gonna be the church mm-hmm. and fulfill the purpose mm-hmm. of the church, bottom line. Yeah. Well
2: when you look back in Exodus, you know you talked about the Septuagint, which if you don't know yeah. that that is the Torah translated into Greek. Greek. Yep. And so when you look back into Exodus, ver- chapter twenty. Uh let me find it. Talk for a minute, Jason. No, you
0: can find it. I'm not afraid of silence. Uh, yeah, I'm not afraid of silence.
2: Okay. Verse 22, it says, And the Lord said to Moses, Thus you shall say to the people of Israel, You have seen for yourselves that I have talked with you from heaven. You shall not make gods of silver to be with me, nor shall you make for yourselves gods of gold, an altar of earth, you shall make for me and sacrifice on it your burnt offerings and your peace offerings, your sheep and your oxen. In every place where I cause my name to be remembered, I will come to you and bless you. Uh, if you make an altar of stone, you shall not build it uh, of hewn stones, for if you wield your tool on it, you profane it, and you shall, shall not go up by steps to my altar, that your nakedness be, be not exposed to it. And he said that the you don't have to build that building to be with me, as a matter of fact, that building is for you. It's not for me. <laughs> that's right. Just get a piece of dirt and go out there and worship me. That's right. Yeah.
1: So. buildings are just buildings. That's right. It's yeah. true. They're
2: great resources. Great resources,
0: but they yeah. can they also make great idols. Well, they can it's be true.
2: great resources. <laughs> they can be great resources. Fell out of chair. <laughs>
0: buildings, right?
2: It depends on if they're good stewards of those. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That, that's also true. That's
0: also yeah. True. The 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 Holy Spirit embodied body of Christ on this earth has the greatest capacity and potential to love and give in the way that Christ, right? I mean, we are the the tool. We are the chosen vessel to continue forth the ministry of Christ mm-hmm. on earth. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's so much yeah. capacity and potential in that. And so, Yep. That's my last statement, even though I j- stumbled over it. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Could it's you okay.
2: say Thank- it again and clean that up? Maybe yeah, we'll yes. make some cuts. Let that no, out. Right. <laughs> no, that's
0: that's just the real and the raw, folks. Yeah, that's
2: right. Thanks right. right. first first yeah, for having me. Jordan and Nick.
0: Nick.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. We'll yeah. do yeah. it again. Thanks for having me. We're In five minutes? Or? Yeah.
0: No, no, it's no, 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 not a just to matter. Just, uh, really just uh, next a double. Yeah, it. I mean, I can go until 11, then i got to head to work. Yeah, gosh, that's great. Are you guys not going to sleep? No. Oh my goodness! It'll be fine. Uh, I get my best sleep behind the wheel, man. <laughs> I'd rather like, go quietly. He can sleep when he's dead. say
2: you know? "Get my sleep behind the wheel." <laughs> yeah, I'd rather go quietly in my while in my sleep than screaming like my passenger. There you man. go. What about the your victims? <laughs> I, they can thank me when we get to heaven. But. Oh wow! <laughs>
0: with, that, with, that, with that, folks,
2: yeah. we're You're out. The pods have been casted upon you. Enjoy it.